0: Twitter's used for a lot of reasons. Jokes, news, politics. But in May 2019, one tweet saved a life.
1: And I saw Chance, the rapper, tweet that his Aunt Tony needed a kidney. And so when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I'm the same blood type. I guess I'll reply.
0: That's kidney donor Miranda Prost. I'm Monica Fox. Kidney Transplant Recipient and Director of Outreach and Government Relations for the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois. On this episode of The Journey Continues, Kidney Transplant Recipient Antonia Jordan and Miranda share stories of how they found themselves together on this journey. Antonia, how did your kidney disease journey start?
2: Well, it started back in 2012, and it was just progressive. It got worse. Uh, my nephrologist, they installed a graft, which is used when you have two small ba- veins for dialysis. And I was in shock because I wasn't ready for dialysis. And it started uh, 2012. And I got on dialysis in 2015, July. And then that's when I started you know, getting on the transplant list.
0: And how old were you at that time? About 54 years old. So you were in your mid-50s, and did you think dialysis was for people of your age? Had you thought of dialysis before Mm -hmm. this?
2: No, not at all.
0: What fears or expectations did you have when your journey started that proved to be different as you went along?
2: That dialysis is not a death sentence? that it was a motivator for me to do the things that I needed to do to get a kidney transplant.
0: I'm glad that that was one of your lessons. And how'd you feel when you first received your kidney diagnosis and learned that you'd have to go on dialysis?
2: Alone, frightened, curious, physically upset, sick to my stomach,
0: Tell me about the first time that transplant was presented to you as a treatment option.
2: It was presented to me by my nephrologist before I got on
0: dialysis. So did you get listed for transplant prior to going on dialysis? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. What were the challenges with that?
2: Quite a few challenges, just understanding I'm the kind of person that needs some exact stuff. So I want to know what number I was in the sense of is there thousands of people? You know, am I number one? Am I number 50? Am I number 600? And that's
0: not true. They, they, that's not how it's calculated. I learned that. Do you think there are a lot of myths and misconceptions in the African-American community with regard to being a living donor?
2: Of course in the African-American community, and I can only speak for my family, we're taught that you die with the things that you came into the earth with. We are taught that when you get cut, the blood turns green instead of red, it's not red anymore. (laughs) We were taught that you keep your organs just in case something else starts happening. Just a lot of things with organ transplant. And then people are uh, selfish when it comes to understanding the depth of organ donation, how it can save races of pe- people, and they misunderstand
0: that they can live just fine with one kidney. People are just not willing to do that. So you had to go on dialysis. hmm What were some of the challenges that were associated with that? Just going every other day. It was just absolutely horrendous. I used to call
2: it the electric chair. And then I had to change my mind and, and tell myself that this is a booster chair. Instead of an electric chair. Oh, I like that analogy. (laughs) It got to be a booster chair for me. So every time I went there, I would just think, okay, it's not going to be shortly. I'm going to get up and walk out of here. I'm not going to need the booster chair forever. And that's what I would tell myself every day. I stayed on dialysis for four years, two months, and two days. It was a challenge to deal with all the medical stuff that goes along with it, like blood pressure dropping, Fluid over, you know, load and skin issues, restricted diet, uh, being careful with just yourself physically, not hurting the arm, not lifting too much. Uh, the nausea, the the diarrhea, the whole physiology of dialysis, and understanding what the kidneys do for the body and how important they are, and how important the kidney. It's a major organ, and if you don't have it, it's just almost impossible to live.
0: You really painted a picture of dialysis that um, makes it pretty clear that that's not something you really wish on your loved ones. So speaking of your loved ones, how did your health situation impact your family? They were in shock. They were
2: frightened. They were sometimes angry. Some of them became standoffish. Because they didn't know how to handle it, they didn't know what to talk about. They, a lot of them, were guilty because they were able to to donate, but they wouldn't. They couldn't make their heart tell them that, and so it was. It caused a great big family rift, and eventually, it grew us. It grew us closer together. Eventually, after we got through the ugly, ugly part,
0: quite a journey and. I've lived that story and mm-hmm. and heard it many many times, and so your family though was also very supportive, mm-hmm. and um, you were able to once you changed your mindset about dialysis,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you were able to rather thrive on dialysis. You traveled and mm-hmm. and uh, lived lived your life, mm-hmm. but tell us about traveling while on dialysis.
2: Traveling while on dialysis was challenging. It did not stop me. It restricted me a little bit, but it didn't stop me when I would travel mostly. I would travel on the weekend when I didn't need dialysis, so I would leave like Friday after dialysis and then come back on Monday morning. If I had to stay throughout the week, then I would set up so that I would choose a dialysis center where I was going. Um, Most of the dialysis centers that I went to, they were out of town from the place that I was living. And unfortunately, in the United States, states' laws differ per state. When I went to South Carolina, I had to go and get a whole physical and get some type of a, a blood uh, workup before I could get dialysis in another city. So the state requires um, some type of a blood test or a blood lineup or everything before someone could just come into that state and get dialysis. So it was some challenges. I had to do some things per state. It, it differs per state.
0: So being a person who loves to travel and who loves her family, and mm-hmm. uh, I can see how restrictive mm-hmm. that dialysis was, um, even though you tried to work around it. Did you think you'd get a living donor? Uh-uh.
2: That's why I was traveling. That's why I was doing everything. I was like, I ain't got many more days to be here, so I better live it up. So and that's what I did.
0: So you were living it up as if it might be your last days. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Yes, Miranda. Hello. Um, hey, tell me something about yourself. Who's Miranda Prose?
1: Uh, Miranda is a college student. She she likes to help people. I guess she is pretty normal in most aspects. She just lives a normal life, does her normal schoolwork, hangs out with her normal friends, mm-hmm. drinks her normal coffee every day.
0: Tell me how you learned that Tony needed a kidney.
1: So once again, just a normal day, I was hanging out with my brother, going through Twitter and I saw um, Chance, the rapper tweet that his aunt Tony needed a kidney. And so when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I'm the same blood type. I guess I'll reply. Uh, The odds of him seeing it are probably pretty slim. There's a lot of people that are offering right now um but he ended up messaging me the information to get tested through ui health and everything so i made my appointment and just hoped for the best
0: you're you're just your average normal hero that's what i say to that uh tony tell me what precipitated chance sending out that tweet did he always tweet about you Needing a kidney? What what, what happened
2: that day? You know, what? he's such a busy person, and we were having family day. We were at the house, and I think I I was having trouble with my dialysis. There was something going on with the graft, and I had to have surgery and get the the dialysis in my chest through a catheter. And it was all taped up and bandaged up, and I had on, like, a a house dress moo-moo, and he noticed the bandages on my chest. And he said, what's that on your chest? I said, that's where I get my dialysis. And he said, really, why is that? And I said, well, you know, it's challenging, this and that other. I told him the whole story about why the graft had collapsed. I needed to get a new graft under my arm and while I do that, get the graft, get the dialysis in my chest. And he was like, oh, my God. He said, are you kidding? And I said, yes. He says, how long have you been doing that? I said, well, you know, I've been on dialysis. For a couple of years now, I said, and this, this catheter in my chest is an emergency way of keeping me alive. And he's like, wow, really? And I was like, yes. He said, I didn't know, Auntie, that you were that sick. He said, I had no idea that it was that horrendous. And I said, yes, honey. He said, you know what? We were sitting on my back deck. He said, you know what? I'm going to tweet it out right now. He said, I'm going to tweet it out that, you know, you need a kidney because everybody else had tried and our blood was different. You know, there was something wrong. We couldn't we didn't have a match. It wasn't a match. And so he said, I'm going to tweet it right now, Auntie. He said, we're going to see. And we were sitting on the porch. And as we were sitting on the porch, the, the, the response, we got more than 200, like just a couple of minutes when we were sitting there on the porch. Wow. So I was very, very pleased and, and overwhelmingly elated. I was elated.
0: The power of social media. Mm-hmm. Miranda, so you replied to this tweet, and you thought, hmm, I won't hear anything back, and then you heard back. After that, why'd you decide to become a living donor?
1: I kind of just discussed it with my mom after afterwards. I was like, hey, uh, I was thinking about doing this thing. I don't want you to be mad at me. But I'm going to see if I can be a kidney donor. And she said, Miranda, can I just take a nap first?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Spoken like a true mother. I'm going to take a nap. When I wake up, this will be over.
1: (laughs) So I gave her a minute. And then we talked about it. We talked about how I was young. I was healthy. At the time of the tweet, I was 19. So I still had a lot of time to, if there were any problems with my diet or my lifestyle to make adjustments. And I just kind of like looked up the risks all night, just all of the, all of the things that could happen, but also all of the things that kidney recipients and those on dialysis are going through. And I figured if I can make this difference to someone, I'm going to. So I called the next day, Um, they made the appointment for the day after my 20th birthday. So I was able to go in that morning, get my blood work done and everything like that. I think it was like 24 vials or so. That was lightheaded experience.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of vials of blood. Yes. Did that deter you? I mean, I can imagine being 20 years old and you sit down and somebody takes 24 vials of blood and this is just the beginning. Did you ever feel discouraged and want to give up?
1: I knew that it would be a long journey, but even going into it, I knew that it was a longer journey for the other person. And I knew that taking a summer away to be poked and prodded a little bit, or to have, what tests did I do? My EKG, I had an abdominal CT, a chest X-ray, um, an iohexol blood test, a renal scan, things like that. They were hard to go through, but it was just for a little amount of time. It was something that I could get through.
0: How about your family? How'd your family feel about your decision to become a kidney donor?
1: They were all very supportive. I was a bit surprised at first because I figured, you know, you break the news to your family that you're getting tested to donate a kidney or that you come back a match, that they're going to say, What? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, what if we need one? But they were all just very supportive about it. They asked if there was anything that they could do to help make it easier. They let me know that they supported me honestly it was just a lot of love
0: what an amazing and supportive family you have and what a gift you gave tell me about your recovery and your return to everyday life
1: you know i had a pretty easy recovery i'm gonna be honest i got lucky so i was only in the hospital for i believe two days after the surgery i was able to go home i spent Two weeks at my parents' home because I had actually moved downstate for school a couple weeks before, so I spent two weeks there. Um, I needed some help with things like going up and downstairs, getting out of bed for a little bit, sitting up. I was uncomfortable, but it was never unbearable. And then within two weeks, I was already going back to classes. I was making my walks to different buildings. There was still some discomfort and. Uh, inflammation and everything but it started to subside very quickly and within a month i was basically just back to my normal self
0: that's just absolutely amazing and i'm really so happy to hear that your recovery was smooth and easy i wonder though the tweet came from chance the rapper and he's got i don't know how many followers millions i don't know (laughs) i just wonder do you think if anyone else had tweeted you happen to see that tweet from someone else do you think you would have responded
1: i mean at the age of 19 i probably wouldn't have i probably wouldn't have actually considered kidney donation at that moment if it weren't for like a super viral tweet from someone that i already knew of but i know that I do care about people i do see the best in people and i feel like there probably would have been a point in my life where i would have done this no matter what had i had i known more about it but honestly before i even saw that tweet i really didn't even think about kidney donation being a thing it really wasn't i'd never known anyone that received a kidney i've never known anyone that donated one i didn't really know how the process worked so Anytime that I could have seen something like that, I probably just would have been like, oh, I don't know what that means. So
0: what was it about the fact that Chance tweeted that, that really got your, not only got your attention, but caused you to activate immediately?
1: Um, honestly, at first glance of the tweet, I kind of just scrolled past it like, oh yeah, like that's that's an awful thing that's going on. But then I had just figured out my blood type about two weeks prior. And I saw him reply to it and say, by the way, she's uh, O positive. And I was like, wait a minute, so am I. Like, can I do this? Is this like a thing that I could do? So I just said, might as well give it a try and replied.
0: This story is, just gets better and better. So just two weeks before you had uh, found out what your blood type was and uh, a type O donor is universal. But when you are a recipient, it's it's difficult do you feel like um because chance is more of a peer of yours and the fact that he he put this information out there did it feel safer to respond to
1: it definitely did because knowing that he wasn't just someone it was like a person who's trusted by the public someone who's done good someone who tries to make a difference in the world that it was like okay this is something that i it would be safe to look into
0: I love that I love that because i admire Chance because of all the good things that he does and so it's it's amazing to know that people that follow him really respect all the good things that he does and not it's not just about his music and him being a celebrity um so that's that's just amazing I wonder if you have any encouraging words for anybody else who is thinking about being a living donor.
1: I mean, if you're thinking about it, the hardest part is signing up to get tested. The hardest part is to get through the barrier of, should I do this or should I just live my life as it is now? Because making that call is what changed my life. And even though there were barriers along the way with the tests, the appointments, the drives and things like that, it was all a path and it was all there for me to take. So as long as I took a step in the direction of this journey, I was able to just follow it up until the end.
0: Tell me how this has changed your life.
1: Well, I gained my closest friend. Tony is just about <laughs> everything to me now. We we talk often means the world to me. And I've been able to educate others about kidney donation. I've been able to advocate for others. Um, Right now, as a student, it's a bit hard to get things out there, um, and especially with COVID going on. But I do my best to just educate those around me. Honestly, most of it is Tony.
0: And that's so beautiful. Because if I must say, you two probably are an unlikely pair. Right? Oh, most
2: yep. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> an African-American woman from the south side of Chicago. <laughs> it's her best friend. So that's a blessing from God. That, 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 that's it. <laughs> that's a blessing. it got to be a blessing.
1: That's all you can call
2: it. Mm-hmm. And for us to be an exact match you know the nurse is like we we're, we're surprised there you know there's no enzyme rejection this is like a person that is like a sister brother or child this is a this is somebody that's so closely related to you in your blood type that we're all amazed that this young woman has the exact same blood that you have and i was just like in shock too I I just couldn't believe it. When the University of Illinois called and they said, listen, you know, we got someone that's a match for you. It's exact. There's no enzyme rejection. There's no anything that's different from your blood at all. This person has the exact same blood. And then for me to meet Miranda and see that, you know, that she's a a young white girl that's going to school in Indiana that has no affiliation with me. We have no, no same friends. We have no interaction at all in anything. And then for her to be almost 40-something years younger than me and be able to open up her heart and say that this is what I'm going to do, that's a blessing from God for me. They had told me you're not going to be able to live, you're not going to be able to get a kidney unless you get someone that's a living donor. And that's a rare thing is to have a living donor that's not in your family. Usually living donors are done with family members or someone that is close to you, some type of friend. But for her to be totally unrelated to me, and a whole nother race of person, a whole nother region in the state, not even in the same state with me. And to be the same exact match as me and to travel back and forth to Chicago from Indiana, that's a blessing to me.
0: That's really a blessing. It really is. This story just gets better and better. I, I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Tony, tell us how getting this transplant has changed your life.
2: So many things, countless Um, It's made me physically stronger. Uh, It's made me spiritually stronger. It's made me open my eyes to transplant, to just organ transplant, period. It has allowed me to meet some of the most amazing people in my life, like you, Monica. And, you know, my new family, Monica's family, I mean, uh, Miranda's family, uh, her mom and dad, Michael Michael and, and Barbara, have embraced me. My sisters and my family... Uh, support me tremendously, and they have, you know, tried to give organs. I've talked to people about the transplant, and they look at me as a testimony of people can continue to live their life. Uh, It's been like a a transformation from when I was on dialysis. I was very weak, uh, very, very tired and fatigued on a regular basis, but now, you know, I'm back to doing my things that I like to do, Traveling without restriction, except for the pandemic, <laughs> just you know, open communication, uh, learning how to tell people that it's okay to ask for a organ. It's okay to to explain people to explain to people. I've been instrumental in helping some of my family members to uh, change their eating habits, watch uh, diabetic symptoms, watch high blood pressure symptoms. Um, doing things that's going to keep them off dialysis and that are kidney-friendly and that's going to keep your kidney healthy. So that I'd I like, I like to be an ambassador for people on dialysis to try to help
0: them and encourage them to get
2: off that it's not the end of the world.
0: Well, this has been really an amazing and transformational journey, it sounds like, for both of you. And I'm happy that I had a chance to share this story and just so happy that the ending of the story is that you both have this beautiful relationship yay (laughs) it's absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. I just want to thank you both for spending this time with me and for sharing your special journey and uh, special thanks to your nephew for that life saving tweet Mm, I love you (laughs) (laughs)
1: thank you for having us this was great
0: Yes. yes 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 thank you Miranda talk to you soon Thanks, Miranda. You were amazing. You are amazing. Yes, you are. (laughs) At NKFI, prevention is a major part of our mission. That's why at the end of each episode, you will hear a nutrition tip. Here's Dr. Melissa Prest.
3: Here's today's nutrition tip about weight management. People live in bodies of all shapes and sizes. While body mass index, a measurement of your weight to your height, And ideal body weight ranges may or may not be appropriate for you. They are used as a guide to know if you're at risk for developing a chronic health condition. Many people may think weight management is about being on an overly restrictive diet that includes intensive exercising. This actually sets people up for failure and is a large reason why diets don't lead to maintained success. What weight management is about is learning how to make healthy food choices at home and when dining out. It's about learning how to identify when you're hungry or if you're eating for emotional reasons. It's about finding physical activity that allows you to move through a range of motion, strengthens your muscles and gets your heart pumping. And it's about making choices that will help you maintain your weight or allow you to gradually reduce your weight. It may seem easy to go it alone, but research shows that those who find support and professional guidance are most successful. Here are some tips from people who have had success with weight maintenance. Exercise is important and build up to 200 to 300 minutes per week. This is the equivalent of 30 to 40 minutes a day of activity. Stay hydrated, drink lots of water and limit sugar sweetened beverages. Eat whole nutritious foods and focus on foods that are high in fiber. Eat responsibly and mindfully. Pay attention to when you're hungry and when you're full. Plan your meals ahead of time. This allows you to stay on track and make healthful choices. Find fun recipes online or in cookbooks to expand your meal variety. Decrease your screen time and do not eat while distracted. Monitor yourself by keeping a food log, measurements, or weighing in once a week. Join a weight management program for education and support. Build your own support group with family and friends. Keep a positive attitude and believe in yourself and your abilities. Think for the long term. The habits you are creating should be long-sustaining and not quick-fix. And make those changes gradual so that you can stick with them over time. With today's nutrition tip, I'm Melissa Prest, a registered dietitian nutritionist and the foundation dietitian for the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois.
1: The Journey Continues is brought to you by the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois and sponsored by Donate Life Illinois.
3: To learn more about kidney disease and living donation, visit www.nkfi.org. To register
1: to become an eye, tissue, and organ donor, visit lifegoeson.com. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please subscribe to and leave a review for The Journey Continues in Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. This podcast is produced by Rivet. To hear more great podcasts, visit rivet360.com.